0: Welcome to the From the Flats podcast, your destination for the latest in Georgia Tech athletics. Now, here's your host, Wiley Ballard. A big
1: Thursday night contest coming up for Georgia Tech football this week as we catch up with what's going on around campus. Uh, We'll touch a little bit on Georgia Tech volleyball as well as they wrap up their 2019 home season with Senior Day on Friday night. But first things first, let's catch up with the uh, Georgia Tech Sports Network crew, Andy Demetra, voice of the Jackets, and color analyst Sean Bedford, and guys, it's no secret, uh, Saturday was a a disappointing day on the Flats after the loss to Virginia Tech and being shut out and all those things um, that Saturday entailed, but I, for one, am eager to see how this team responds going into Thursday night. Uh,
0: What are you looking for this week? Well, I think that's the headline of this week, and and certainly, (laughs) there's no nice way to put it, just last Saturday did not go as planned. But you find out an awful lot when you're put in this sort of situation and you face a tough loss like that. You find out a lot about the makeup of this team and how they bounce back in the face of adversity. And uh, Quite frankly, we haven't seen any quit out of this team at any point this season. Uh, So in a lot of ways, I think the, the best medicine they can have for that Virginia Tech loss is to get right back out there, put on the helmet, strap it up, put the ball down, and get after it on Thursday. It doesn't give you time to dwell on that tough loss. You've got to bounce right back get ready to play and uh, just that's what I'm going to be looking for out of this team. As, you know, as interesting as some of the matchups may be, this game to me is about Georgia tech and, and seeing what the makeup of this team is and how they respond in the face of that adversity.
2: Yeah. And as, as much as sometimes we talk too much about intangibles, I think that has a huge significance on Thursday, the mindset and the psyche, not only of Georgia tech, but of NC state, they're coming off a really deflating loss to Louisville, they're 4-6. They need to win out to be bowl eligible. Uh, the season hasn't gone the way that they had anticipated, and injuries certainly have factored heavily into it. But the team that can reset itself mentally and come out well-fueled uh, from an emotional standpoint is going to have such a leg up in this matchup. So pay attention. As much as we talk about X's and O's and individual matchups of one position group versus another guy's, to me, it's going to be about uh, just the the mindset, the psyche, the mentality, the morale of both of these teams and how well they respond from adversity that they had been dealt on Saturday.
1: Well, I know we talked last week about how Virginia Tech was trending in the right direction, about how this, this might not be the best time to be facing the Hokies. For what it's worth, NC State, a four-game losing streak. They've allowed over 30 points uh, in each of those four games. I think what jumps out at me the most uh, is the lack of sacks they've had over this four-game losing streak. Only six. Uh, after averaging more than uh, four per game through their first uh, first half of the season. So as far as NC State's defense is concerned, you know how much of that is, is driven by injuries and sort of losing some of their horses? Or is it possible Georgia Tech could figure some things out and, and try and make it tough on NC State, a defense that doesn't have a lot of confidence right now?
0: Well, I think it's important to remember where NC State was starting from coming into this season. And, and over the last two seasons, they've had to replace a ton of NFL talent, but then you just, you look at this group, Laurel Murchison has been a kind of the anchor of this defense in the middle. He's going to be a tough matchup for both of tech's offense or offensive guards. But beyond that, you know, I think this is a defense that tech can look at and say, you know, this isn't the juggernaut of a defense we've faced the last couple of weeks. And, you know, sometimes when you go through a tough stretch where you have to face a lot of highly ranked teams, um, and, and, you know, Virginia Tech didn't necessarily have the sack numbers that some of the previous teams uh, Tech has faced have had, but they were a stout defense across the board, and there weren't a lot of weaknesses in there. I think this is where you see the payoff of that. And Tech says, you know, we've, we have faced tougher defenses than we're going up against today. What lessons have we learned from that, and how can we exploit this defense? So I think there are, there are matchups to be had there. And I look for the Jackets offense to get back on track on Thursday.
2: If I may rephrase the question, Wildly, are you asking us why North Carolina State has not enjoyed as much sack time the last several
1: games?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. Um, Well, I think there are a couple of culprits. uh, And and in spite of that, they're still in the top 20 nationally in total sacks. But they're on a four-game slide. When you're playing from behind, you can't maybe take as many chances as when you have the foot on the pedal and can just pin your ears back. And also uh, this, this North Carolina state defensive backfield has been shredded by injury. They have lost player after player who was on their two deep six different players have started a quarterback this year. And you wonder as well, if maybe they're not being as aggressive in their blitzing because they don't want to leave their cornerbacks and safeties exposed either way. You're right. They haven't been nearly as aggressive in crashing the backfield as they had earlier this season when they had eight sacks against Syracuse and eight sacks against Florida State. But beware, they're looking at a a Georgia Tech team that struggled to pass protect against Virginia Tech, and that might cause them to be a little more feisty as far as what they try to dial up, some of the stunts, twists they pull to uh, disorder the Georgia Tech offensive line. Uh, but you're right, and I echo Sean's point. This is not as formidable a defense as the run of defenses Georgia Tech has faced the last four games out, really dating back to Miami. And so we'll see now uh, if Georgia Tech can unleash some more efficient offense against a defense that hasn't quite looked the same as as the kinds they've faced here in recent weeks.
0: And, and a credit to NC State's defense. Uh, you know, not to take anything away from. They have handled defensive lines that have struggled in pass or offensive lines that have struggled in pass protection. And they've taken advantage advantage of those opportunities. You know, as Andy mentioned, FSU and Syracuse presented favorable matchups for them, and ultimately that's what tends to dictate the outcome of games. So that is going to be one of the matchups I'm most closely watching throughout this game. Is how does Tech's offensive line hold up to a pass rush that has been streaky? And it certainly has guys who can make a difference and get into the backfield but who maybe aren't of the same stature that Tech's faced mm-hmm. over the last
2: couple of years. Yeah, and you got to make sure you re-engage Jordan Mason. I know uh, it was a, an atypical performance for him Saturday as well. So I, I look to see him pound away early on. And also, uh, North Carolina State, for as good as they can, they can be in getting to the quarterback and sacking him, they have been the worst team in the nation at forcing turnovers. They only have five takeaways all season. They've yet to force a turnover in six ACC games, and their turnover margin is in those conference games is minus 14. We saw how Georgia Tech was victimized by two pin interceptions deep inside their own territory Saturday. If they can sign that, get the ball board, and help flip the field while also making sure they adhere to good ball security when they have it on offense, uh, it could mean good things for Georgia Tech.
1: Well, that's a look at the Georgia Tech-NC State matchup. Before I let you guys go, uh, the second half on Saturday, we had a chance to see Jordan Yates and Obviously, James Graham's done some really good things, particularly a couple weeks ago against Virginia, but I'm curious, uh, what were each of your impressions uh, for the first uh, series uh, that we've seen Jordan Yates play in that second half, and what did you like from him?
0: Well, it's it's a little bit of a tough sample to really evaluate Jordan Yates based on, uh, based on because he didn't have a ton of time to sit back there, hang in the pocket and make his reads, but what I saw was a true freshman who came in there, uh, who made his reads, who handled the pressure well. Didn't look like he was in over his head. And and what maybe impressed me most was even beyond how cool he was under fire and and generally making very good decisions with the ball, he looked like he was in command of the offense out there, getting guys lined up, guys who had played significantly more minutes than he had this season. He seemed like he was in control of that offense from the moment he stepped foot on the field. Uh, I'll be curious to see if he has an opportunity uh, in these last two games to get a little bit more game time, get some experience where he's not... uh, running from the second he catches the snap and really see what he can do. Because I I think we saw a live arm. We saw a guy who can read defenses, feels comfortable in this offense, maybe needs to work on his placement just a little bit, but he's a true freshman who's, who's playing his first real minutes of the season. So, Uh, I was very impressed, and and I'd like to see more of Jordan Yates because I think he's capable of doing some really, really good things.
2: Yeah, and even some of his incompletions, Sean, they weren't that far off. I think about that fourth down throw he had down the sideline to P.J. Harris. He put it on his hands. There was another one that that somebody else dropped, so it's not like he was throwing buckshot. Uh, And I agree with you. I thought his body language looked good. He was self-assured. Sitting down, and yeah, he ate a couple of sacks along the way, but he wasn't afraid to stand in and take a shot and wait for those routes to develop. Uh, so I think he showed good poise under very adverse circumstances and against a very uh, stingy defense in Virginia Tech. And whether we continue to see Jordan over these final two games or whether the next time we'll see him take a snap is next season, um, I, I think he flashed a, a, some really positive upside for Georgia Tech fans.
1: Well, gentlemen, thanks for the time. Look forward to seeing you on Thursday night and uh, calling in sick as a group on Friday morning.
2: (laughs) Looking forward to it, Wiley. I am looking forward, gentlemen, to pack time. And I will see you (laughs) guys Thursday. (laughs) All right, that's
1: Andy Demetro, Sean Bedford. We'll be back in a moment after these messages on From the Flats.
2: The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are back at McCamish Pavilion on Monday, November 25th, as they take on SEC opponent Arkansas. It's a 7 p.m. tip, and the first 300 fans receive a free Adidas shirt. Great seats are still available at ramblingrec.com. Georgia Tech basketball, built different.
1: We're now joined by a very special guest, Vance Walker, All-American defensive tackle at Georgia Tech from 2005 to 2008. He played in over 100 NFL games, including a Super Bowl 50 victory with the Denver Broncos a few years back. And within the last couple of years, now a Georgia Tech graduate. Uh, Vance, I'd like to start where it all began. As a rising senior at Fort Mill High School, who convinced you to come to Georgia Tech?
3: Well, thank you for having me. I want to say that first of all. And um, so uh, Coach Brian Jean-Marie at the time, uh, four weeks before the national signing day was um, gonna happen, he gave my house a call. And I hadn't heard of anything about Georgia Tech. I knew the school was in Atlanta. Um, but I, you know, I've never been there. I didn't have any family members that went there. And so, uh, he called and said that they got, um, uh, pretty much got a hold of my film from high school and they were interested in signing me. Um, but they hadn't had a scholarship yet, but they were working on it. And so, you know, I was a bit weary, um, cause I did have other offers, but none from, you know, big schools. And so I told him I was interested and I kind of told him my situation that I was going to East Carolina. And, uh, you know, he's, he was like, you know, we understand. We'll work on it, see if we can get a scholarship available. It's just we found out so late about you. Um, you know, we're going to work overtime. So um, I took my trip to East Carolina, and at the anger of my parents, I didn't commit there. And uh, <laughs> they, were, they weren't happy because, you know, they didn't know if Georgia Tech was serious. And so um, I did my research during that week, and I felt like it was a place, um, you know, academically where I fit in. As soon as I got home, Georgia Tech called. And they were like, hey, we worked it out. We got your scholarship. And I really liked what they were building and just the atmosphere in Atlanta and the school and everything. And so I committed. But the funniest part of the story was the college I wanted to go to before Georgia Tech had um, came in the picture was Virginia Tech. And with Virginia Tech, um, they were recruiting me, but they had stopped at some point. And the day after I committed to Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech had called and was just like, "Hey." we have a scholarship offer for you. Do you want to commit? And I'm like, no, you know, really? Like, like it took <laughs> wow. this long, you know? And so um, Frank Beamer and a couple of his guys came down to one of the basketball games at my high school to kind of talk to me, you know? And I decided, mm-hmm. obviously, to stay with Georgia Tech. I figured, you know, they're both great schools, but, you know, I'd already given my word. So I felt obligated to stay with them. But on top of that, like, I really liked the coaches at Georgia Tech. So that was a big help.
1: We're joined by Vance Walker, uh, All American, Georgia State Yellow Jacket defensive tackle. And your freshman year was 2005, so a, a good bit of time has passed since your recruiting process. Do you look around at, at how that uh, recruiting process goes now with all the social media video and all of the contact that goes on digitally and, and think to yourself, you know maybe i may not have ended up at georgia tech or that your recruiting okay. process at least would have been different
3: you're right i i never funny enough you're saying that i'd never considered that um but i think it would have been the case uh but i do believe everything happens for a reason back when i was playing we were still using vhs tapes to send you know my film out and you know i'm from south carolina i don't think they really understood how to work with vcr <laughs> so it was it was you know no no offense no offense you know, i didn't know how to work one well myself but i'm just saying like mm-hmm. You know, it it definitely is a game changer, um, you know, with a lot of these younger guys. Um, and it, it's it's good. It's good for them.
1: Well, let's talk about once you got to Georgia Tech, because, well, you might have lightly recruited at a high school by the time you left, you've gone down as, as one of the better defensive players uh, to play at Tech in, in, in recent years. Third-team All-American, two-time first-team All-ACC, and... A couple of uh, your biggest games uh, came under the lights at Bobby Dodd Stadium with the Atlanta skyline in the background. Of course, Tech's got one coming up against NC State this week on Thursday. What do you remember about playing at night at Bobby Dodd?
3: That was an unforgettable experience. I mean, I honestly, playing the NFL night games, I mean, don't get me wrong, playing in the Super Bowl and the playoff games, those were pretty high intense intensity, but I Definitely remember playing more like I had more enjoyment out of playing in front of, you know, my college crowd, um at night games or even the daytime games, you know, walking down Yellow Jacket Alley. I can't remember his exact name, but uh you got it, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. So Alley. all those things. Um it was it was a very fun experience. Um and me and my teammates, my friends, we always enjoyed doing those things.
1: We're joined by Vance Walker, uh, All-American, Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket defensive tackle. And Vance, we started this conversation. You were talking about getting your degree uh, and getting that done over the past
3: couple of years. Uh, why was that important to you? Well, I feel like um, it was a goal I had set for myself. Uh, it was a couple of things. Um, one, I just didn't want to leave something that started—I'm sorry—that I started unfinished. And um, I think I was only 30 hours away um, once I left Tech. My, when I got drafted, I was 30 hours from getting my degree. And just being in the, the real world as far as, like, obviously NFL and meeting a bunch of different business people, like, Georgia Tech is one thing I learned. Very respected. Um, but not only that, like, the people that come out of Georgia Tech, like, I just feel like we see, de- we see things differently um, in a great way. And it's, it's opened up a lot of doors and a lot of connections for me. And it's like, you know, I'm so close. Like, you know, I'd be ashamed if I just didn't go back and finish. Plus, uh, once I finished dealing with football for so many years, like I wanted to fine tune my brain. You know, I didn't want to think about X's and O's anymore. <laughs> I wanted to start, you know, get into business. So I knew it was something I needed to do to make myself not necessarily smarter, but to have a better understanding of, you know, terms and things that I deal with on a daily basis. Well, Vance, thanks again for the time. Uh, congrats on, on uh, not only a phenomenal
1: football career, but uh, picking up your degree. And We can't wait to see what you're up to next. Awesome! Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. All right. That's Vance Walker, a former Yellow Jacket, great Yellow Jacket legend here on the Flats. And up next, we'll be joined by volleyball senior Cody Comby as she puts the finishing touches on one of the all-time great careers for tech volleyball. That's up next on From the Flats. We are now joined by the nation's leader in hitting percentage, senior volleyball player Cody Comby. Cody, it's your senior year. You guys have had quite the run, won 10 of your last 11 matches, now 18 and 8, and have one more home weekend left against Clemson and Notre Dame. What has the past two months been like with you guys playing such good volleyball?
4: It's been really exciting, um, especially at the beginning, especially when preseason was happening and even the first couple games of conference. Um, we weren't doing as well but then as the season went on we kept doing well or doing better and we kept coming together as a team it was more um, it's just a lot more fun to play whenever we're it's more cohesive and we're playing as one and so it's just been really fun.
1: Well your freshman year you guys won 24 matches it was a very strong senior class this year I you're one of five seniors on the team. How important has this class been, especially to the second half turnaround?
4: It's been it's been really important, and I think that we're doing a really good job of um, looking for the next game, and so not really dwelling on what happened or not getting too excited over which games we won or which games we lost, and so I think. I'm just going day by day is just really important.
1: What about for you? I mean, obviously your freshman year, you, you were a key contributor, but as the years have gone by, the, the numbers have gotten better and better, and now you're leading the country and hitting percentage. Has anything clicked for you specifically this year?
4: Um, I think there's always a the little extra oomph just because it's my last year. And, um, but the freshmen and sophomores like Matt has really stepped up. We've really connected um, and just our communication and just being comfortable with each other on the court and out the court, it's, it's helped a lot.
1: Now, you're on track to graduate when? In next month. Next month. Yes. Now, oh, because yes. you were an early enrollee? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, Cody, as, as you wrap things up here at Georgia Tech, not just on the court, but in the classroom and, and everywhere else, have you had a chance to reflect on your experience at Georgia Tech, what it's been like? I, I know you interned this past summer uh, with, with a real estate company. and you know What are you going to remember about your time at Georgia Tech?
4: Um, I don't know. I remember bits and pieces of everything and just um, little milestones on my with myself, with the team. Um, it's just it's really exciting and it's um, a big feeling of gratitude when I look at my past four years and and what it's given me and what it's been able to do for me. so it's really exciting
1: we got some big dates coming up. We've got Clemson on Friday night, senior night, Notre Dame, the final home match in O'Keefe. And then as you pointed out, you'll be graduated a few weeks after that. Uh, what are you most excited for?
4: Um, I'm excited to hopefully go postseason. I think yeah. that we have a really <laughs> good chance of doing that. And um, again, just taking it day by day and just getting as, as many reps in as possible.
1: Well, Cody, thanks for the time. Again, Georgia Tech Volleyball, one of the hottest teams in the country, certainly the hottest team here on campus right now, having won 10 of the last 11 matches, Clemson and Notre Dame. This coming weekend, one final regular season match against Miami, and then we'll uh, get some postseason news. Cody, thanks for the time.
4: Thank you. All
1: right, that'll do it for this week. Don't forget, Georgia Tech football is in town Thursday night. It'll be a 8 o'clock start. Georgia Tech and NC State will have our pregame coverage beginning at 6 p.m. on the Georgia Tech Sports Network. And then Friday and Sunday, it is Georgia Tech Volleyball back at home, one final weekend in 2019. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you
0: soon. You've been listening to the From the Flats podcast. Be sure to tune in to the Georgia Tech Sports Network on game days for live coverage and subscribe to this channel to get the latest news on the Yellow Jackets.